Hello, my love tribe. Welcome back to Heartblend Podcast. Today, we are discovering the real reason you keep playing small. Now, this is something I'm very familiar with, but it wasn't until recently that I learned the real reason of why I play small sometimes. Now, of course, there are multiple factors at play, and I will share all of those with you. But first, I just want you to take a moment to thank yourself for wanting and reaching for the better life that you know that you deserve. So I will start with my journey first, and maybe there will be something that resonates about me with you. I always noticed that throughout my life, when I would enter into new uncharted territories where I was put on the spot, I would freeze or I'd make myself smaller or sabotage myself or try to hide. And there are also times where I would talk to some friends and through conversation, I would pick up on something about them that would make me want to shrink as well. And the truth is, is that it wasn't that I was shrinking because I felt that they were better than me or anything like that. It was because I didn't want to make them feel uncomfortable because I knew that I maybe had a strength over something that they were struggling with. And so it would make me feel very uncomfortable to even talk about anything that I was good at that they weren't good at. Now, and I'm going to go over in a little more detail about where that comes from. But if any of this sounds like it resonates with you, definitely let me know because I just want to make sure I'm not the only person that deals with this. <laughs> but I would be doing you a disservice if this is something that you deal with and you feel like no one is understanding you. So I want to be able to be that voice to know that you're not alone, I promise. So I will never forget this time with work, I felt a lot of pressure where I had to film and interview a bunch of people that I wasn't familiar with on the spot. So if you could just imagine being in this room, people are mingling, people are enjoying themselves, they're talking, they're eating, and then you just have this other person come up to them and start filming them and asking them questions and putting them on the spot, almost like a paparazzi. And that just, that by itself really doesn't resonate with my personality at all. I'm just, I'm an introvert. I am a little bit more on the, you know, chill side, quiet side. And I'm also very empathetic towards people's feelings. So I wouldn't want someone to just ambush me. But at the same time, I was in this dilemma where it was my job. Like this is what I had to do. I'm a video producer. So sometimes you just got to do what you have to do. And you have to look at the bigger picture of things. And that's what I was dealing with at this time. And I felt very uncomfortable with it. But the biggest issue was that that wasn't the actual issue. The real issue was that I wasn't always this way. I had been doing my craft. I had been doing filming and photography with crowds and new people before for years and I've always had decent confidence in times of performance so why now and this wasn't a matter of feeling a little bit nervous but I still got it done no I really went into a moment of feeling like I wanted to hide I felt very vulnerable I felt just as though I wanted to become invisible 
I really wanted to become invisible so that I could just focus on getting my job done. And this was something that I was really struggling with. And it happened multiple times. And I really struggled with figuring out where that came from. So it's taken me almost two years to find the answer. But once I got it, wow, mind blow. So let's backtrack just a little bit. Now, of course, when I would reflect on these moments of when I would freeze or feel scared or want to hide or diminish myself, I had to reflect on my inner child because the confident me, the woman that had grown up to know how to handle certain situations was gone. And the only thing that I was left with was my inner child and what my inner child learned to do. That is the next thing that you're going to fall back on if you don't feel confident and secure with one area of your life and whatever experience you're dealing with. So I began to fall back on my inner child ways. And I had to explore this more because I knew that there was some other deep-seated, ingrained information that I was not aware of. Now, eventually, the more I continued and practiced with my job, of course, I made more mistakes, but I just took ownership and I overcame all of this and all of my confidence came back, but I still always wondered why I acted that way. So I've given you the surface reason of being uncomfortable or whatever, but there was a deeper default setting that needed to be addressed. So this doesn't happen without awareness again. Because when we go in deep, we can really make change. We can really transform ourselves when we have that deep information. And we all have loads of knowledge and wisdom and information about who we actually are. It just takes asking the right questions to get that. So as a child, up until age 11, I was a pretty confident kid. I was fun and open. I was always sensitive and reserved and empathetic and everything like that. It's just a part of who I am, introverted and everything. But for the most part, I was a lot of fun and You know, I just had no problem with being myself. My family was always supportive. They let me be me. And so I struggled to figure out where was this coming from? Growing up, I moved a lot. And I got used to making new friends and being welcomed for my presence until middle school. I moved to a completely new area. And what I wasn't ready for was the new mindset and consciousness that I would be getting myself into. So I was used to being at a lot of different schools where most of the time the children are the same, they thought the same, or they thought similarly, or for the most part, it was in an area where the belief systems were pretty well built. And then we moved to a different area and that belief system in those children was not so good. It was very poor belief systems. And as a child, you don't know that. You just see children, you just see people your age, and you just think that everyone is like you. But that's not always the case. Everybody has different upbringings and different environments and different homes. And so that's what happens a lot of times with the bullying when you deal with that because you can't control that. 
So I came in confident in myself and I was just who I am coming into this new school and I was criticized. Criticized for being my true authentic self. I had very long, beautiful hair as a little girl and instead of receiving praise, I received criticism that it was fake or that I was wearing some type of hair extensions or weave or wig or whatever you want to call it. And I was also naturally very friendly and bubbly and it was always instilled in me to have proper grammar and to articulate my words well so that people can hear you, people can understand what you have to say. Well, as an 11-year-old, I was criticized in front of the classroom that said that I was fake or that I was acting like something I'm not or trying to seem better than everyone else. I was dumbfounded by this. I was just being who I had become by that age, and yet I was told I wasn't myself. It was so frustrating. At first, I could defend myself, but eventually, I just tried to conform to avoid the judgment and criticism. I was in the middle of this classroom every single day, and just for speaking, just for answering questions, just for being knowledgeable about whatever the answer is, just the tone of my voice alone, I was called names. And I was mocked every time I spoke. I was criticized and I was judged for just being myself in front of everyone consistently every single day. And so, uh, you know, I tried my best to defend myself, but I didn't really, I didn't really have the right tools to know how to handle that type of thing. I didn't know the right words to say. I've never experienced this before. I had never, ever been attacked or bullied about my character when I I was always well-liked. I was always received well I was always friendly. Like I was always this friendly person and people typically liked me. So I was struggling to figure out what was it that I could have done differently that would have made them not treat me that way. So I started to conform to how they were. I tried to act like them a little bit. I tried to like talk similar to them. I try to dumb myself down. I try to change the way that I pronounce certain words so that I wouldn't stand out so much. I didn't want to stand out at all. I just wanted to hide who I really was. I took my hair for granted and I didn't take care of it properly because I fell into this trap of believing that it wasn't valuable or that I wasn't valuable. There are times, honestly, up until today, that if I notice that someone is uncomfortable in their own skin or they're focusing on a weakness of theirs that I may have a strength in, I dumb myself down to make them feel more comfortable. Or at least I thought I was making them feel more comfortable. But it wasn't that I was really worried about them being uncomfortable. It was that I had experienced the other side of feeling embarrassed for shining. And I rejected anything that seemed to be reminiscent of that, despite if it was for my highest good. Because at the time, it was in my short-term benefit to avoid jealousy. 
I had to learn to love myself enough to support my future self. So that is my story. If that resonates with you, then let me know. Contact me on I am Lindsay Christian on Instagram and let's have a chat about it. Let's connect. I want us to take a quick break. I know I talked quite a bit in this first half, but you know that we love to do some self-discovery around here. So take this time to let your brain digest information, grab a pen and paper so we can get started on figuring out why you shrink yourself. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, Love Tribe. Welcome back. Are you ready to figure out why you play small? So when I came across this information, I was like, wow, that is why I do this. And it's not only in certain scenarios where I am put on display or I'm in the front of everyone, but sometimes it's even one-on-one whenever I have very dominant personalities that try to outshine me because they recognize something in me, even if I'm not trying to be confident or show who I really am, it comes out anyway. And I sometimes will meet people that try to sabotage me. They're very frustrated because they want to be in the limelight. You'll have one person that feels inadequate. So because they feel inadequate, they make themselves feel bigger. They project a bigger them. And it's a little bit of a mind trick that they try to play on you because they're trying to compete with you. So anytime, just subconsciously, this is something they can't really help or control. Subconsciously and psychologically, when you're competing with someone, you naturally will try to make yourself appear bigger or better or more adequate than the other person. You're trying to outshine your opponent. So they see you as competition. Let's start there. Let's start with that first. Because once you realize that someone is seeing you as competition, then you can place it in its right order. And sometimes we don't realize that. We don't recognize it. That sometimes our friends or family members are not only just friends and family members or coworkers, but they are also competing with us. And sometimes we're not aware of that. So anytime you see someone that is saying, oh yeah, me too, or oh, I've done this, or well, I'm really good at that, they're honestly seeing that you are really awesome, and you're great, and they're trying to compete with you. So let's just go ahead and knock that out of the way. (laughs) Let's just go ahead and put that where that belongs, because we can fall into the illusion that we're not good enough. But if you think about it, maybe that whole psychological thing is working up to a point that they are trying to make you feel smaller to make them feel bigger, even though in their mind, they really see how big you really are. 
I want that to be the first thing that I say. I don't know why, but maybe you needed to hear that. Maybe that's something that is most important or most important for me to even realize. So that is really key. Second, what I have learned is that others don't criticize you based on you. They're not actually seeing you. They're not seeing really who you really are. They criticize you based on what they believe about themselves, their worth, and their abilities. So this is something that I learned. I listened to Mel Robbins. She's an amazing speaker. I love listening to her because she brings psychology into it. And I think that's really important to understand because sometimes we don't really understand our own mind or our own brain. We have to have someone that has spent years and decades of studying the human brain so we can figure out this whole computer that is within us. But psychologically, when someone sees something or they read something or they listen to something, they internalize everything and their response to what they're seeing or listening or reading is their own internal self-talk. So if they see something that they haven't learned yet or something that they can't associate with and it doesn't fit within their own belief system, they're going to say that you're fake or that can't be real. If they don't believe in you, it's because you are incredible. It's because you're unbelievable. You're nothing like they've ever seen before. And you know what? That's not our problem, is it? That's not our problem, that we are these fantastic, incredible, unbelievable people that some people can't seem to grasp or understand. Now, I do know and I do understand that there is another side that people can be false, that can be fake, that can try to project something different than what they are. But typically, when you see that, it is very superficial. It's very in your face because they're trying to show something more than what they actually are. Well, you have one person that's going to diminish themselves. You're going to try to hide themselves so they don't feel that judgment and criticism. And then you have the other person that tries to make themselves look bigger and better so that they can feel as though they are important because they don't really feel they're important. But that's not what we're focusing on right now. We're focusing on the fact that you are being authentic, you are being yourself, you are stripped down to your natural core and people are still telling you that, I don't believe you, you'll never be able to do that. I can't believe you've done this or that's never going to work. You'll never be able to do that. Or, I, I don't think I could do that. It's really what they're saying. When they're saying, I don't believe that you could do that or good luck or, well, I don't think that's going to be a good idea. They're really saying it to themselves. So because they don't feel that they can do that, they're going to project that out onto you and it's up to you to reject it. And if you accept it as that is your truth, you will fall into that trap every single time. So now it's time to figure out, you know, why do we make ourselves shrink more personally because we all have our own personal story and I want us to figure that out so that we can make this radical change. So there's going to be about four parts to this. You have a stimuli. What is the environment? What is the 
trigger? What is the initiator that makes you feel smaller? You're going to have your action, how you hide or dumb yourself down or diminish yourself. You're going to have your results, which is you shrinking yourself for the short-term time or you shrinking yourself and how it affects the long-term effects. And then you have the inner voice. And once we figure out all of that, you're going to really be able to see, wow, I have been selling myself short because of the wrong people. And that is not acceptable anymore. Past today, we're no longer going to do this. We're going to commit to ourselves that we deserve better than what other people feel we don't deserve. So can we just take a moment to just fully digest something? Can we just fully take a moment to digest the fact that others respond outwardly to what is said and they believe inwardly? So let's think about that for a minute. What they're responding to on an external base is what they believe internally whether it's an agreement or disagreement. Others criticize based on what they believe about themselves, not the actual truth. And if there is no previous example of who you are before they see you, their brain just hasn't been able to learn and associate what that really is. So you seem wrong in their eyes. You seem Like their brain can't quite compute that information. So let's go and do some self-discovery to find out the real reason you are the one playing so small. So number one, I want you to write this down, get a pen and paper if you haven't gotten it already. But number one, has anyone ever embarrassed you or criticized you or judged you for shining or being authentic. Number two, when did you first begin to shrink? If you can think back that far, it might have been 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. Who knows? But all of this typically probably happened anywhere between birth and 17, 18, anywhere in between your childhood at all, if you were ever criticized or judged or embarrassed or received negative reinforcement or yelled at for typically just shining, I want you to write that down and reflect on that. Go back to that memory of what was actually happening at that time. Who said it? What was said? What was done? And typically, the earlier it happens in your childhood, the harder it is to break out of that shell, the harder it is to be able to recognize certain things. But if you were criticized or judged or received that negative reinforcement as you got older, there's still a big chunk of you that had already established yourself. So it's kind of like sometimes you can do it, sometimes you don't sometimes you feel comfortable and you're able to shine and then sometimes certain situations or certain triggers makes you want to shrink yourself in different scenarios so it's not all the time depending on when you receive that negative reinforcement number three 
when would moments come up for you that you would start playing small? Would it be in the workplace or maybe during a time of performing or during a time of showing your true purpose or social setting or with family or in relationships? Just try to figure out or pinpoint those typical triggers or environments of when you start to feel you should feel smaller or shrink yourself. Number four, what would the environments look like when you would shrink yourself? I know we have the scenarios and the moments of work and family and relationships and purpose and social and performance, but what is the environment like? Is it an open environment in front of tons of people? Is it a one-on-one intimate environment? Is it in between? Is it through social media? Is it through public experiences with strangers? Or is it public experiences with known people? All of that is really important right now. Number five, how do you play small? Do you dumb yourself down? Do you try not to say certain words that maybe sound a little too big or too intelligent, even though that's just your natural vocabulary? Do you try to downplay your talents or your accomplishments? Do you say, oh yeah, just a little, no, yeah. You know, do you hide? Do you completely avoid everything altogether? How do you play small? Number six, what emotions and feelings come up for you when you are shrinking? What are you feeling? Are you feeling like people are judging you or embarrassing you or criticizing you or humiliating you? What are you feeling during those times? And then I want us to come up with the result, okay? Because there's a reason why we're doing whatever it is that we're doing. We have our short-term results, which is what we're avoiding at the time that we're shrinking ourselves. Are you avoiding people being jealous of you or sabotaging you or pointing something out about yourself that you're uncomfortable with or taunting you? What are you, what are you feeling when you are avoiding those scenarios in the short-term situations? If you have a friend that struggles with being on display or feeling confident about certain things. Do you say, oh yeah, me too, even though you really don't have a problem with it? And in that moment that you're avoiding something, what are you avoiding with that? Are you avoiding that maybe you'll lose them as a friend? Maybe they'll become jealous of you. Maybe they will sabotage you. Maybe they will say some remark that will make you feel uncomfortable. It's all a reason why we avoid certain things. But there's a long-term result that's there. And that long-term result is what is hindering you from your success and your capabilities and your purpose by shrinking yourself. What have you blocked yourself from when it comes to certain opportunities because you didn't speak up or become visible or focus during a time of chaos? So now we have some awareness and really good insight to start with, and that is powerful. And now we can create that statement of really pinpointing your stimuli, 
What is making you feel triggered to shrink yourself? For me, it's being in a new environment with no comfort, playing catch up under pressure. I realized that when I went to a new school, I had to play catch up. I wasn't like in the same groove of everyone else. And I was in a new environment and I had no comfort. I had no known friends yet. I had no one to go to bat for me. I had nobody there to say, no, guys, this really is who she is. I didn't have that. I only had myself. I was solo. So, okay, I already know if I'm in a new environment where I have to play catch up and I have no sense of comfort, yikes, that shrinking might occur. And it's not just a new environment, but an environment that's already moving that I'm having to come in and try to prove myself. It's different if you're a new employee or if you are new and everybody's new or everybody knows what you have to bring to the table. But when you move into a different scenario that is newer for you and you haven't gotten that time to transition like everyone else, that for me is what stimulates shrinking. The action of what I would do, I would try to hide. Or when it comes to one-on-one relationships with certain people that have dominant personalities, I would try to diminish myself or I would dumb myself down. Maybe I wouldn't say certain things because I would feel that it would make them feel more comfortable to be that way. And the voice, my inner voice of what I would say is, It was almost like a fight, honestly, where one voice is saying, come on, you have to do this. Come on, do it. The other voice is saying, I can't. I want to hide. I want to be invisible. I don't want anyone to see me. So what is your voice saying when you're shrinking? And then your result. What is your result? Short term and long term. When you look at that weight of your short term result, Yeah, you might be avoiding some sabotage or some jealousy for a little bit, but in the long term, you're avoiding a lot bigger opportunities. So this is going to conclude the reason and why you feel you need to shrink yourself. I hope you were able to gain some great insight and you were able to do some deep, deep searching to figure out why you do that. But Now that we know why, we can make change. We can transform ourselves. We can really do something with this information because now that you have the awareness of when that scenario is going to come up for you, when that pattern is going to kick in, you can already be prepared. Okay, I know in this scenario, I'm probably going to shrink myself. And just by having that awareness alone, you will reduce the amount of shrinking you're actually going to do because you're going to be aware that you're doing it. So that is a huge step. But up next, we will go over how to stop doing that, how to break out of that box, out of that shell and be free to unleash who we actually are. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do this. So thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, please remember to follow and subscribe so that you can get brand new episodes every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you so much for tuning in and have a wonderful rest of your day.